Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I'm joined as always by the official second banana of the show. It's the host of the gaming, gaming, game, gaming show about games. It's Evan Munro-Smith. Thanks for having me. Oh, applause. Uh, it's called Gamey, Gamey, Game. It's on okay. YouTube and you're on it, Matt, this week. Yes. I was confused as to why you were calling it something different. <laughs> Wait, so you do two shows? No, they're the, they're the same show. Um, Matt's just... Uh, Is Gaming Game the... been gam, gaming game on break at the moment? Mm. <laughs> That's um, Evan's uh, Gammy Chicken uh, related. <laughs> I think I was looking for Twitter handles and stuff like that when we started the show, and I think that's um, it's worked against me because uh, of the... The Gammy Chicken. Gammy Chicken. I think there's, that's, that's something. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a show about backgammon. Oh, gammon, 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 Well, if there was a, a black gammon video game, then it could be a show about black gammon. Black gammon. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I've never played that. I don't know what that well, is. Well, it doesn't exist. It's think... backgammon. Oh, backgammon. Okay. Gammon, gammon See, I don't know. A... I've got no idea what that is. Gammon's a type of uh, pork, I think. Right. It's like mutton, but for uh, pork. So old. Old old pigs. Old pigs. Hey, old so pigs can be meat gammon? too. That's backgammon's that briefcase game. It's sick. You got a briefcase. You got a game. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you open, it's a brief. It normally comes in a briefcase. It opens up and it's a board, and you, you've got these these nice shiny sort of tokens. And you move them from the one spike to a different coloured spike. Yeah, you got to get make your way around the briefcase. Anyway, <laughs> imagine you were a little disc, right? And you lived in a briefcase, but you had to get to the other side of the briefcase. Well, you're living backgammon. Yeah, okay. it's, it's basically an RPG, which is what you'd be interested in on backgammon, backgammon, backgammon. backgammon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's good to have you in again, Evan. And Thank you. joining us back in the Monkey House for the first time in a little while, it's artist and designer of this show's logo, 
<laughs> Lugu. <laughs> Lugu. Which is what you call yep, it, right? Peter right. Thomas. Lugu. Lugu. Um, hey. Thank you for having me back in the monkey house. It's always a pleasure to be here. Hey, it's been it's been a while. It has been a little while. But you're kind of like our Marvel comic book ape expert. In That's, previous yeah. episodes, you've talked about Hit Monkey mm-hmm. and also the uh, alternative universe Marvel apes. Yes, and uh, starring the, what was it, the Gibbon? The Gibbon, yeah. Yeah, so very famous Marvel superheroes. The Gibbon, Ones you would yeah. have been saying. Yeah, they were in. It was the Gibbon. It also had uh, Ape Captain America. That's right. Uh, uh, Spider Monkey. Uh, the Iron Mandrill. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Some of them they worked on puns, and other ones they just went ape version of mm-hmm. this guy, and that was fun. I remember that. Does sound fun. It was very fun. Evan wasn't here. No. It was in his pre-banana days. How do you feel about people talking about the time that you didn't, you that you weren't part of the podcast? Well, I mean, I was part of the. I was on a couple of times as a guest, um, but it's fine. I, I think it's okay. It's a bit like people talking about previous relationships. <laughs> right. And how, how good they yeah. were and how fun they were. Yeah. But they were. They didn't happen when you were here. No, well, I mean, no one's talked about it like that. No, okay. Well, <laughs> not yet. Well, we well, I think that's what we were trying to talk about it like, but uh, you just haven't been listening hard enough. Yeah, it didn't didn't come across, obviously. Now, yeah. Peter, mm-hmm. you might you probably already know this because you're quite a good friend of Evans, but his favorite primate is the human, mm. in particular Andy from Toy Story. <laughs> uh, did you have any suggestions of another primate that might be so fantastic that it is even better? Even better than Andy. So one of the things about Andy, which is a big drawback as far as I can tell, is you can't go and meet Andy. Yes. Andy is very inaccessible. Yeah, um, he's fictional. Yeah. And computer generated. Although the... Yeah, the... twice. Twice <laughs> over inaccessible. What do you... Oh, right. Like you can't get to him because he's a fictional character and he's computer generated. Yeah. yeah. Although Evan does spend a lot of time inside a computer. So... <laughs> okay. So so then it's well, just one level. One level. One of... level. Yeah. His his voice actor is uh doing he's doing talks so you can <laughs> you can meet his voice. That's his job. That is his job. <laughs> he's doing talks. That's what I say when he's in a conversation. <laughs> you know, he might be with his mum or whoever. <laughs> oh look, the voice of Andy's doing talks. Yep. Um. So uh, what I was trying to say was that you can't go see Andy, but I've got a primate that you can go and see. Oh, yeah. Um, the Emperor Tamarin. Oh, yes. Um, I've seen this primate at the Mogo Zoo. Which and I... now you can too. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Mogo Zoo? It's in uh, the Mogo State Forest in New South Wales. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, Australia's and... first state. Yes. New <laughs> South Wales. That's right. <laughs> Um, the Mogo Zoo. Anyway, that's you can probably see it at a different zoo as well. But the Emperor Tamarin, um, it's a charming little monkey. Yeah. Uh, it's got, look, you can have a look at a picture of it now. It looks so old. It's got like a grey beard. So that's the trick. It does. It is not really old. <laughs> no? It just has this sort of insane looking moustache. Yeah, right. Um, and it's named after. It looks wise. Do you think it's wise or is that a trick too? Um only if you think that people with mustaches are wise, I guess. Oh. I mean, there's been plenty of stupid people with mustaches in the history. Hitler comes to mind, Evan. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Just to be fair, um, this mo- just to clarify, this monkey doesn't have a Hitler mustache. Oh. It right. has. 
It has a Kaiser moustache, different leader of Germany, uh, and okay. is named after um, the Emperor of Germany. Is that where things went wrong for Germany? Yeah. They... When they shrunk down the moustache? Yeah, it seemed that way. <laughs> Um, they needed to keep it at a manageable, manageable level. Yeah. It was either too big or way too small. Yeah, let's find a middle ground. I think they've done that now. Uh, with with no moustache at all? She's, yeah. Angela current, Merkel, right? Yeah. Angela yeah. Merkel doesn't have a moustache. But I think that's a good compromise. Yeah, just get rid of it. Get Don't worry it. about it. Yeah. Neither of them really worked Why out. Why about it. things? So I think they're on the right track now. Um, yeah, so the Emperor Tamarin, um, it's, a, it's a fantastic monkey. But it only has a lifespan of 10 to 12 years. That's right. Um, but did you know Emma be... Tamarins are sexually mature at the age of 16 to 20 months? Oh, wow. So, so, yeah. so that would be quite different living... from Andy from Toy Story. And they're living their life from an earlier age. Right. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, um, if you pack in uh, a lot more of your life, I think that you've probably only got 10 to 12 years of really useful Good stuff. That means you, could, uh, you yeah, could be okay. a dad at the age of two. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, right. You grow, they, geez, they grow up so fast. <laughs> the protamerans. Um, they are amazing looking creatures. But it would be dead long before Andy from Toy Story. Uh, well, in a, in, a, in a way, yes. Andy from Toy Story. I mean, never lived. Never lived. <laughs> especially if you look at the animation in the first Toy Story. <laughs> Not very lifelike. An abomination. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's very um, Pinocchio sort of puppet puppet boy. Yeah, well, that was the technology at the time. He wanted to be a real boy, uh, but he was not. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that the technology that created the Emperor Tamarin uh, monkey, also known as Sanguinus Imperator. Oh, fantastic. Um, if you speak Latin, um, is state of the art. So does does Emperor come from... Sort of a fuzzy sound alike of Imperator, do you reckon? Because um, uh, Emperor kind of sounds like Imperator. Yeah, it'd be. Some Wait, sort didn't of... Pete just say before that he's named after the Emperor of Germany? Yes. Well, oh, you did say that. Here. Yeah. Um, and I think that Imperator is just. Oh, Latin it is Emperor. Emperor. Yeah. I get it. So there you go. Oh. That that's um, uh, and Lat- Latinus. What does Seguinus mean? Uh. Seguinus. Um, I think it means calm, like calm. sanguine. Ah, oh, calm That's emperor. Making it up. <laughs> well, I, I find that believable. That's why you're very good at Boulder Dash. Evan, what do you think? <laughs> Are you convinced? Back, back out. Um, back out. <laughs> um, no, I think Andy will live longer. Okay. So lifespan is uh, Evan's main measure of how good a primate is. So you'd love turtles. He's heavier. He Tur- could have yeah. more offspring. He has a larger body length. Um, he has no tail, though. Andy has no that's tail. That's true, no tail. Um, or mustache. But he's, look, snakes are not his predators or wild cats or birds of prey. Mm. And, and Does Andy have any predators? Um, he'd be pretty close to the top of the food chain, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, there is that guy with the skull T-shirt. Uh, yeah, Sid. But, Sid, yeah. Are they friends? No, they're not friends. They don't really do. They don't really interact Guess not. at all, do they? I'm trying to think if they do. No, maybe they don't. Uh, I think I think of Sid when I think of, of Andy. I right. merge those two characters together. <laughs> they both look like, you know, mannequins. So, <laughs> uh, well, I think that's a great suggestion, Evan. If you no, if it is. Not, it, look, if it you're it not is sold a, on that, it's then. a good mm. suggestion. But 
Do you think I'd... backgammon is came <laughs> from an older pig's down. back meat? Could be. That, do you think that's right? uh, initially those suitcases were made out of old pigs' backs? It's one of the mm. oldest known board games. Mm. It's a beautiful 5, looking game. Years. Look at that uh, design with the red and white spikes. I, do, I really don't know how it works. Yeah, I've got it no idea. You roll dice. Oh yeah. And then you move the. You can. So you can, I think, split up the numbers any way you like. So you roll a seven. Yep. Then you assume uh, on, there's two on dice. Two dice, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> then you can go, I'm moving this one three and I'm moving this one four, I think. Anyway, this isn't well, this isn't Evan's backgammony, backgammony, backgammony <laughs> show. You can you want to know more about it, watch that. This show is about primates and popular culture. And today we're talking about Marvel's Beast. Mm. Um, Peter being a Marvel expert, he's brought in what looks like an even older comic than it is. You've just not looked after it. It's no. from 1986. Yeah, so it's not that old, but it is uh, falling apart and real disheveled. I've got a copy of issue two of the official handbook to the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition, whatever oh, that means. Oh, yes. Um, which is pretty much, it's an encyclopedia of all of the Marvel characters circa 1986. Um, and it tells you interesting facts about all of them. Um, it has little diagrams of their um, their costumes and their kits. It's super nerdy, uh, and I love it. And is is Beast page one? Beast is page one. So this is issue two. So it goes from Beast um, to Clear. Oh, it's in alphabetical order. So it's in alphabetical order. So, oh, so from B to C. Um, Which is also in a in a lot of ways, it's also ranked from best to worst. Yeah, so the right. best ones. Uh, so uh, B starting, you know, B best starting with B, mm-hmm. worst with W, and that is sort of ways down the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Wonder Man. Um, Wonder Man is that Wonder, a thing? Wonder, Wonder, Man. Wonder Bread. No, no, there's a character called Wonder Man. Is Wonder Bread a super bread? <laughs> yeah, it's the it's Why the bread that Wonder Woman eats. Whoa, that's cool. Who's who's the very first alphabetically Marvel character? Aardvark Ant- boy. Ant Man, no. Ant Man would be pretty close, but yeah. there's AI. Um, there's a super organization called AIM, A I M. Oh yeah. Advanced Idea Mechanics. So that comes that using my knowledge of the alphabet, <laughs> I can say that comes before A N T. Yeah right. Um, I'd have to look. I don't actually have issue one. I only find these in old op shops and. <laughs> Do you reckon that's worth $100,000, that comic? Uh, I reckon it's worth at least $5,000. <laughs> wow, that's great. Not it this looks one. Like it, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is worth at least... Uh, <laughs> it was worth $1.50 when new. It's written on the front here, $2.85. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's missing most of its staples as well. Uh, but it does contain all sorts of useful information to us. Are the staples the most valuable part of a comic book? Um, they're the most essential part of a comic book because without them, it's just a pile of pages. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still think that would be so. More... They, they are very valuable. <laughs> so if you had, in one hand, I was holding two used staples, <laughs> and in the other hand, a pile of pages of a comic mm-hmm. book with yes. a lot of words and pictures on it. Yep. you would pick the hand with the two staples. That's what Evan seems to be saying. Um, I didn't say that. <laughs> Evan, have you lost your mind? <laughs> I was joking. I think the pages are more valuable. Okay. Anyway, look, I, this is my source of information from for, about Beast. It's out of date, obviously. 
Um, but it does tell you interesting things uh, like beast's eye color, which is blue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of him. Yeah, he's a blue guy. Um, uh, how many tons he can lift up? Oh, how many tons? Under optimal conditions, <laughs> one. Okay. <laughs> that's still a lot. That is yeah, a lot. That's still a lot. Yeah. Um, what the name of his father is? Yeah. Greg. Norton. Norton. Yeah. Great name. Yep. Greg Norton? No. Greg Norton. <laughs> D.W. No, Norton. No, no. Um, um, the beast's real name is Hank McCoy, so I assume it's ha- uh, Norton McCoy. Norton McCoy is an awesome name. Yeah. yeah. That Pretty sounds good. like someone who, you know, is, is bounding across the plains. <laughs> Probably solving things. Well, he's from Illinois, so I don't know... How many planes they have there. Yeah, I don't think a lot. I think that is actually where flight was discovered, so... Oh, actually, yeah, maybe I don't know it's enough not, about... No, <laughs> yeah, US flight was... Just, that was where they, uh, the first bird was observed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... This was actually suggested, I should say, uh, in uh, the Dugon Podcast Network Patreon group. Uh, by Brian Douglas. He said, after um, listening to the Overwatch episode, he uh, said, Winston from Overwatch is obviously the Hank McCoy, aka Beast of Overwatch, and is nearly copyright infringement. Uh, we were suggesting, or Evan, I think, was suggesting that um, that uh, Overwatch's Winston was more like Tony Stark. And he said, get out of here with that Tony Stark <laughs> talk. Yeah, look, I mean, it's pro- you might be right there. Um, he, I mean, he, but it, but but um, the Overwatch character also has Hulk-like characteristics. But the, but Winston from Overwatch looks more like a gorilla than Hank um, Hank McCoy. He like Beast looks more like a per- person. He doesn't really look like a an an ape or a gorilla. And I guess it depends on what you're... Um... Yeah, there's different eras, so they've drawn them yeah. differently over the years. My but... main point of reference is... Uh, Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kelsey Grammer playing him in the uh, more recent X-Men films, which... Uh, 2006's X3. I think it... oh, right. Yeah, so The Last Stand was his first one, I think. It was, right, apparently, okay. there was a beast written into the first one, but the, um, the production company, or the... What do you call them? The... Uh, Executive producers? The the top the studio, dogs. The studio. Yeah. Thank you. God damn it. <laughs> the studio said um, that, yeah, they needed to cut back on budget, so Beast got chopped. All right. And Blue Kelsey fur Grammer was expensive, expensive back then. Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember being so excited when Kelsey Grammer was, was going to be in an X-Men film. Yeah. Why? Like, it. <laughs> Every kid is favorite actor, <laughs> Kelsey. Well, Graham. I was genuinely, but I was also Something genuinely for the mums. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I was too. also so excited that um that Patrick Stewart is in those films. Yeah. Mm. Um, what about Hugh Ackman? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I'd really grown to appreciate Hugh Jackman at that point. That was probably one of the first things I'd seen Hugh Jackman right. in. Like, I think Wolverine was probably one of his big sort of breakout mm. roles. Yeah, Not... what about Paperback Rider? Yeah, or Kate and Leopold. Right, yeah, I mean, that's my mum loves that film. Swordfish? <laughs> He's such a gentleman. Was um, Swordfish was pre or Swordfish? post? I think it's post. I think this is oh, the, right. his big, this is big breakthrough. break movie, yeah. It's um, pre-Kate and Leopold, I think. The Boy from Oz on uh, stage? I reckon that was pre-Wolverine, yeah, maybe. No? I reckon that was after, too. Gosh, jeez, was there anything pre-Wolverine? 
Uh, was paper- there laugh pre-Wolverine? Was Paperback Rider or is that Matthew that- Long? Oh, I don't know. Is, that, is he an Essendon footballer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is from Comic Fine. It says, um, Beast is a founding member of the X-Men. Um, Dr. Hank McCoy is a mutant possessing animal-like strength and agility despite being covered in blue fur and resembling a ferocious beast. Right. But what type of I wonder a- agility? I wonder his name. Well, from which animal does that agility come oh, from? Oh, jeez. Uh, gets a bit from everywhere, but mainly apes. Yes, definitely. So that's what... It oh, I see. Ape-like gets, agility, but he also yeah. has he has um, simian features. Yeah, usually yes. and pre- some... prehensile. Uh, is it prehensile? With not prehensile. The tail. No. Oh, oh the wrong the... words. He can grab onto things with his feet. Opposable thumbs. Opposable toes. Opposable toes. <laughs> yeah, his his feet are hands. Yeah. In the um the more recent the Days of Future Past sort of ones, the mm-hmm. origin story for Beast in this series, that was one of the first things you saw. Of him, his um, mu- like, mutation was his feet were hands. Mm. It was like Mr. McGreg, who had a <laughs> leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. Only both were arms. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, Hank possesses an astounding intellect and a superb wit. He's currently helping run the Jean Grey School while also serving with the Avengers. Mm. So he's a bit of a man about town. He's a man about town, yeah. He's a beast the, about town. He's a beast about town. He's in all sorts of superhero teams. So he's in the Avengers. I wonder if that does that mean that potentially he could wind up in an, in the MCU. Uh, Doctor Fraser Crane, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> well, that would be amazing. Yeah, he's probably he's probably a little bit uh, too old now. Yeah, unless he's playing old beast. Yeah, yeah. So in the movies, he's or in the, uh, Kelsey Grammer plays like an older version of Beast. Yeah. Compared to the what about 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 a boy boy about a boy the uh, I yeah. can't remember his name. Yeah, what is his name? Uh, Matthew Long. Matthew Long. No, I don't know. His Wingman name is. for the Essendon Bombers. <laughs> um, because wasn't that the, the so because because X Men is a Fox oh, property, right? We're talking. This is the IP chat. Yeah, section of the podcast. Well, I, I don't know enough about it to get into it properly, but I think um, wasn't Quicksilver a case where. Um, he exists both in the MCU. He's been in one of those Marvel yes. films, but also in the X Men films, um, because of maybe a technicality where yeah. um, where the 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 deal uh, allows for Marvel to use uh, characters if they're in the if they're in the Avengers, then they can use them. Maybe something like that, because that's a character that that has history in both. Yeah, so I'm stories. wondering if um, but do you, you if this does go into the Avengers, if that means that he could potentially, you know, that make the leap. You, you know that um, Disney bought Fox, right? Um, so the X Men are coming into the. Oh right, that's happening. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. Well, that's exciting. Well, I so hope they do bring back uh, Fraser Crane. Yeah, that would be great. So I think there's a lot of theories about how they're going to bring the X Men into the universe. When's Disney just going to buy Sony? It'll ha- it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, I think Disney's like a black hole that's slowly yeah. just everything will just be everything. one company. We'll yeah. all be working for Disney. It'll mm. be great. Um, I think that they they're in talks to buy Sony. They've got some sort of rights really? to Spider Man. Yeah, they've just... that's up for grab. I think Spider Man's they're going to make more Spider Man movies, but Spider Man's rights are co owned by. Oh, this is yeah. I'm not sure. But they did they just came to a deal where the they. They'd reached an impasse and it looked like that it wasn't going to happen. But now um, uh, Disney's coming to a deal. I think they're going to pay a quarter of the 
of the fee to make the film, mm-hmm. the new Spider-Man film, but and then they get 25% of the profits. I think initially it was 5%. And then they, they said, no, we want 50%. And Sony were like, no deal. Hmm. And then they've come back and they've found a compromise. So at least one more is getting made, a Spider-Man film in the MCU with Tom Holland. I It's amazing <laughs> how, how much more I know now because I'm in the the Patreon great mates group on Facebook. And because mostly what they talk about is Spider-Man. Yeah. There's a lot of Spider-Man talking there and hopefully I got that right, but that's what it seemed like. Um, But I, I think I, I love when they merge all these movies together, but then some other people have been saying maybe, you know, what happens when you can just have everything is that maybe the restraints on the MCU initially is what made it so good because they had to find these B characters like Thor and, um and Iron Man apparently was Iron Man one of the smaller characters? No, they've always been bigish characters in the comic books, but they're not characters that people know a lot about. Right outside of, but they were the the biggest ones they kind of had available because they'd sold Fantastic Four and X Men yeah. and mm. yeah, Marvel um nearly filed for bankruptcy in the nineties, like they almost went under, and prior to that they were selling the rights to their. Um, characters to different studios so they can make movies so people would buy more comic books um and so that's why you have things like yeah you have all these different uh parts of the the universe which should all be together and are all together in the comics but they are owned by different corporate entities i mean it it makes sense when you put it like that who would have been thinking back then that that marvel who it's tr- struggling to stay afloat are eventually going to want to make their own movies. So yeah. like there's these studios who do that. Let's just sell it to them. And, yep, and that, they basically are advertising our product Yeah, and paying us to do it. This description sounds a lot like, like that Frasier Crane was the perfect choice for this character. <laughs> That's why everyone was so excited. <laughs> He's depicted as a, a brilliant, well-educated man in the arts known for his witty sense of humour, characteristically uses barbed witticisms with long words and intellectual references to distract his foes despite his inhuman appearance. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kelsey Crump. Yeah, well, right. like You've seen that footage He's got a of him forehead. without a nude at the table? That, what? That famous photo where Kelsey Grammer was sitting at his table nude. What is this? Was this a centrefold or something? <laughs> no, I, I think, I can't remember. Kelsey Grammer nude. All right, let's see what that comes up with. <laughs> oh, well, look, the, no. The Beast wears is entirely blue and wears blue underpants. Yeah, I thought that was a nude picture of the Beast when you first showed, showed me that. Nude picture? But no, he's just wearing, um, for him, skin-coloured yes. underwear. Um, which, yeah, pioneered that, um, that kind of look. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Kelsey Grammer naked? All right. <laughs> That's a question we're all... Hey, hey Google, why is Kelsey Grammer <laughs> naked? Uh, Kelsey Grammer eats dinner nude skunk. This is on Scoop Nest. Yeah, this is the photo I was. I was <laughs> what? That went viral a little while back. Is this like a publicity stunt? Or I something? don't look at his face. He doesn't know that photo was about to be taken. <laughs> he's a, he's at a diner. No, no, no. He's in his house. No, okay, he's in his house. Is what is what house? is he eating? Uh, it looks like a pasta salad. Oh, nice. Penne pasta. Is there an answer to the question? Because, uh, just says Kelsey Grammer, 61, eats dinner in the nude after a skunk attack. <laughs> oh, his clothes were, were ruined. Right. I suppose. But how does that photo get out? Anyway, it feels like we're off How track. does it not get out? How do you yeah. do something like that without? 
Who's taking the photo? Why is someone posting that online? Maybe he just put it up on his personal Facebook. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Do you want, to, do you want me to read some of uh, the Marvel.com biography of, of Hank? Yeah, let's learn about Dr. Henry Philip McCoy. So while working at a nuclear power plant, Norton McCoy was exposed to massive amounts of radiation that affected his genes. This is his dad then. This is mm. his dad, yeah. As Much re- like um, uh, Kelsey Drammer's genes were affected by the skunk By the pack. skunk yeah. attack. <laughs> and he had, to, he had to put them in the bin. Yep. And he didn't have a second <laughs> pair of pants. No, and then he had to <laughs> eat his pasta because it was <laughs> nice and hot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as a result, Norton's son, Henry Hank McCoy, was born a mutant who showed the signs of his being different from birth with his unusually large hands and feet. As a youth, Hank's freakish appearance was the subject of oh. much ridicule from his classmates, earning him the nickname of Beast. However, one classmate named Jennifer came to know the real Hank after Ooh. he began tutoring her in biology. On oh. the no- <laughs> What a euphemism. <laughs> On the night of the junior prom, Jennifer insisted that Hank accompany her as her date and stood up for him after he was teased. Aww. A bit of a turning point, I guess. In his senior year, Hank's superhuman agility and athletic prowess earned him recognition as a star football player. That feels unfair. Yeah. Uh, during one game, Hank easily stopped a trio of robbers who were attempting to escape across the football field. His efforts were noticed by the villain named the Conquista- Conquistador. Who, right. Conquistador? Conquistador? Conquistador. Okay. I don't pronounce Black words Gammon. well. Oh, Black Gammon. <laughs> Conquistador. Who, do you know anything about Conquistador? I think that the Conquistador is wholly made up for this oh, particular right. thing. I don't, I don't think he gets to do anything else afterwards. Uh, so he- or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Conquistador is the most popular supervillain in the Marvel Universe, but... No, that's... We'll we'll find out. That's got to be the Green Goblin. That's, yeah. That's a real thing. Yep. Uh, Did you you think you made that up? I thought I'd made that up, but I actually made up a real one. I'm going to say the most ridiculous thing that comes to mind. Oh, it's already Mm. a Marvel villain. (laughs) Green Goblin. That doesn't say a lot about my... About my imagination. I've looked up Conquistador mm-hmm. and there's a Wikipedia page about Spanish conquistadors. Uh, no, I don't think it's the um, the Spanish explorers okay. and uh, sort of people who annex part of South America. Okay, sure. Well, this conquistador kidnapped Hank's parents. Can you mm. kidnap parents? I guess you can. <laughs> kidnap yes, you can. Hank's parents in an effort to coerce the young mutant into working for him. I'll give you your parents back if you do some crimes with me. <laughs> okay. The X-Men soon arrived and defeated the villain, and Hank was invited by Professor Charles Xavier to join the team of Teenage Mutant Ninja t- Teenage Mutant <laughs> Heroes and enroll in the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Unable to resist the temptation of a private institution that could offer him his, uh, offer him limitless academic opportunities, Hank accepted. And Hank's days were rich with differential equations, Proust, mm-hmm. and workouts in the danger room. Proust? Proust. I think Proust is right. Proust, great. We know what you're talking Marcel about. Marcel Proust? Is that it? Yeah, the, yeah, sure. The guy who wrote words yeah. in some way. A, a brilliant student 
<laughs> Hank completed his doctoral studies under Xavier's tutelage and finally graduated from the Xavier School to take a position at the Brand Corporation as genetic researcher under Dr. Carl Maddox. Mm. So at this point, Hank is, he's just got big hands and big feet. Yep. And he's he's kinda, not, is he furry? No, he's not furry. He's, he's kind of like, he, his physique is kind of like a gorilla. He's got longer arms than a normal person. He's kind of sort of big and bulky. But he right. could still be, still just be a, a guy. Like he just, yeah. he could pass as a person. Yeah, right. You know, you just wear what, big shoes. A person without mutant abilities. Other people have wings and um, yeah, you know, yeah, scales and things. Yeah, and he's not. Yeah, when he's blue and fairy, it's a bit harder to hide. Yeah, if, although I, I, we'll get to it later on. He um he has methods of trying to hide his blue and he fairiness. has ways. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, during one of his experiments, Hank discovered the hormonal extract that causes genetic mutation and went to inform Maddox of his findings. However, Maddox was secretly plotting to steal top-secret government documents, <gasps> and Hank took it upon himself to stop Maddox. In order to disguise his appearance, Hank took the extract and underwent radical physical changes that enhanced his agility and strength, as well as causing him to grow fangs, pointed ears, and fur all over his body. When he stayed too long in this state, Hank found he could not return to his original form. He was now a beast, in fact, as well as in name. At first, he tried to hide his mutation with a latex mask and gloves. Yeah. But later learned to accept his new appearance. That was a bad idea. (laughs) So he's he's both a mutant and the result of a lab experiment gone wrong. Yeah, he's... He's got the, done the big two. Yeah, right. Um, also, and he's also an alien from a, an exploding <laughs> planet. This idea that so beforehand he's a costume adventurer. He has a mask, right? Yeah. And then he decides that to go undercover at his um, potentially corrupt boss's uh, research facility, he'll take an experimental serum <laughs> that'll turn him into <laughs> a sort of monkey wolf man. Yeah. In order to disguise himself, I don't know. Like you talk, they talk about him as being a super genius, and you know, like, <laughs> you're starting <laughs> to have like it, Yeah, if he could make latex masks afterwards, he could make them before maybe, <laughs> and just look like someone different. Yeah, or but, wear his X Men mask. I don't know. But the the maybe something in the, the serum he took also mm. gave him the idea for latex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gave him fangs, fur, and an idea for latex, mm. and a and a love of latex. Yeah, well, I guess necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, after receiving his doctorate in genetics and being considered one of the world's experts on mutations and evolutionary human biology, despite never having earned a Nobel Prize or being invited to join the National Academy of Sciences, Hank left Brand and applied to join the ranks of Earth's mightiest heroes, the Avengers. Initially accepted as a probationary member, Hank soon proved his worth <laughs> and was granted full membership. It's like the MCC, the Melbourne Cricket Club or yep. something. Yes. You need two signatories <laughs> of existing members. 
Then yeah, you go on the waiting list. Yeah, there's a waiting list. There are supplementary members. Yeah. Um, there are inactive members. You've ever all the all the Avengers have special cards. Right. Um, with their faces on. <laughs> they do in the comics. They actually That's have fun. trading cards. Like no, no, no. Like like a, like a ID driver's cards. license. Like, like an ID. Yeah. Right. Wow. The Australian government often wants to make us do that too. Yeah, they ju- the Australian government just wants us to be like the Avengers. They want us to be Avengers, <laughs> Avengers slash X-Men. I think maybe they can use the cards to talk to each other. I'm not sure. Oh, There's right. something else Well, if the Australian them. government did that. Yeah. Yeah, like if they made them like a mobile phone. Yeah. <laughs> if the government wants to give me a mobile phone. Okay. Yeah, that, that would fine. be their way of getting around it. <laughs> hey, we want to take even more of your privacy. But we're going to give you a phone oh. to track you. Ooh. What, but it's a cool phone. Oh, we're in. It's got Twitter. <laughs> we'll take it. Take the deal. Take the deal. Um, during his time with the team, he revealed his identity to the public in the hope that his status as an Avenger... Jeez, I'm struggling to say Avenger today. Mm. His status as an Avenger would help ease human mutant tensions. Yeah. And were they, what were these human mutant tensions? So in the Marvel Universe, the X-Men, um, they save and protect a world that hates and fears them. That's their tagline. Um, so people don't like mutants. They think they're weird and strange and dangerous. Um, and like mutants are often used as a... Uh, like an analogy or a metaphor for um, different minority groups and people who, uh, you know, are sort of on the fringes of society. Um, and, yeah, it's not always a perfect um, metaphor because they also have superpowers and can yeah. um, shoot rays out of their eyes. But it's all about sort of being different and being outside and sort of trying to find acceptance. Having special schools. <laughs> you should go to this school where... Patrick Stewart will teach you. Mm. I'd go to that school. I'd go to that school. Wish I was a mutant. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's kind of like a, at the time it would have been reflections of sort of uh, like racial tensions, except right. making it about superheroes. So it was kind of depending on what the political issues or climates they... Yeah, it's it's about whoever is sort of on the outside, um, the, the, the people that uh, sort of other... Even though they and they're just trying to help. I imagine it probably worked a, a bit as well with the readership and feeling like you know because comic books were used to be uncool. Can you imagine a time? But mm. um, apparently back back in the day there were. So maybe that the readers even felt that way as well. I wonder. Yeah, um, and it, did X-Men, you feel that way? Because uh, you were into it before it was cool, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> well, the X Men is also about um, I guess being a, a teenager, and so. When you're... You're going through changes. You're going through changes. So Your body, be- your feet mm-hmm. are becoming hands. That's right. Well, the beast is different because the beast starts out with hands for feet. Right. He's more like an Emperor Tamarin who right. uh, reaches sexual maturity <laughs> at 16 or 20 months. Uh, and can have one to two offspring and is 26 centimetres long, yeah. according to the website. So Around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they... You know, like it's also about being a teen and going through changes and sort of trying to understand your your new body and the yeah. sort of your place in the world. And Some kids got uh, where do where do people come from? The book. Mm-hmm. Yep. Others got a Fantastic X Men Volume Seventy Two. Yep, it's <laughs> everything different. you need to know is in here. 
Is that a real one? Did I make up another real thing? Um, X-Men volume what? Which was Fantastic it? X-Men volume 72. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there was... Yeah, maybe. Let's say yes. Volume 72. Sure. All right, we did it. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad. Uh, following a restructuring of the Avengers, Hank left and became involved with the team of adventurers known as the Defenders, which he soon reorganized into a more formal and cohesive unit. Bringing in his former <laughs> X Men teammates, Iceman really and Angel. Superhero stuff. Yeah. So what? What are the defenders though? Um, are they the defenders of the Earth, or is no, that a different thing? That's uh, who the defenders of the Earth. Um, I think it was a uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, oh. they're another group. Um, so the defenders are just another superhero group. Right. Um, they're less uh, structured apparently than the. <laughs> well, Avengers. they were <laughs> until they this were. got in there. <laughs> he came in and he did some admin work. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're going to meet on Wednesday nights for <laughs> yep. training uh, and then on Tuesday mornings. I want to see you all here at six. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that they were just a sort of a looser, weirder version of the um, of the Avengers. Right. They were a bunch of characters that didn't really sort of fit together. I think the Hulk is, a, is also a, a defender. Doctor Strange. Good luck bringing structure to the Hulk. The Silver right. Surfer. Mm. Um, Silver Surfer. Valkyrie. What? No good. Silver know. Surfer. One of the worst. It's just another big group of superheroes. Silver Surfer. So he's he's silver yes. and he's like surfs a surfboard through the sky. Yeah. Uh, yep. Through the galaxy. That's the worst thing. That's that's got to be <laughs> like there's a lot of dumb stuff in here, but that's mm-hmm. probably the worst of it. Silver Surfer. Is that a thing that people like? I remember that was the thing that stopped me getting into comic book stuff for a decade. I saw there was, what was this? One of the Spider-Man movies. I saw a, a clip where, or no, uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. I'm like, I can't watch Fantastic this. Fantastic Four, Rise of or, the Silver Surfer. Yeah. I, uh. I think I saw a clip where I'm like, I can't watch anything associated with this. <laughs> I, yeah. And I went and I went outside and played. You know, this actually it cost yeah. me quite a bit of time of uh, understanding Marvel stuff. Well, the Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Surfer. <laughs> The reason why the Silver Surfer is on a surfboard is because Jack Kirby got sick of drawing spaceships and just this guy who it's needs a tale to... as old as time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy who needs to zip around the universe. Um, just put him on a surfboard. Right. Oh, yeah. It's probably oh, no, at, that makes sense now that you Living at the beach at the time. Yeah. You know. So um, I'm guessing maybe the Silver Stor- Surfer's origin story is that he came when he came to Earth, he saw... A surfer, and then he has a thing that can morph into different shapes or something, and that's him trying to <laughs> assimilate. Yeah, sure, why not? I'm, I'm it's rema- not, but you, but being you silver to... is a non-negosh. <laughs> <laughs> I will assimilate with a surfboard, but I will remain metallic or silvery. I think he just comes from a, a, a planet of surfers, right? Uh, Cowbunga dudes, Norin, <laughs> Norin Rad, planet of surfers, yeah. They're just real gnarly. Surfer's Paradise? Yes, it could be Surfer's Paradise. Uh, so ice, he brought in Iceman and Angel to the Defenders. Yeah. Iceman being the uh, guy who makes ice. Yes. And Angel being the one with the big wings. That's right. They're both oh, yeah. in the old... Uh, I've seen them in the movies. Yeah, they're in the original X-Men movies. Yeah, and they're the part of the original X-Men team. Right, cool. Following the apparent death of several of the Defenders, Hank reunited Oops. with the other four... <laughs> Original X Men to form X Factor. Oh. The Australian TV show. The Australian <laughs> Talent Quest show. Yep. I think it was actually based on a British uh, oh. franchise. I was talking about specifically oh, about specifically, the Australian offshoot. Yeah. Hosted by maybe one of the good Charlotte guys. 
Uh, Maybe. No, it's a bit before. Isn't X Factor has Bardo? Is that are they from oh. that? Um, and Scandal Us. Sophie, Sophie Monk. Yes. What is that? Where they came from? Or their their host? No, that was Pop Stars. Is that Pop Stars? That's Pop Stars. Right. X Factor is. I don't know if anyone ever came. Is, uh, got success from that. I can't remember. You've got it. You've got the X Factor. Well, in, in welcome the Marvel... to obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine name for a for a reality. Talent show. Yeah, no, I'm not making fun of the name at all. What okay. about for a uh, a superhero group uh, formed of the early versions of the what were they? The X Men. X Men. Yeah. Yeah. What about Max Factor? What do you think of that for a a, a group of for eyelash eyelash? Um, yeah, is this a, an, a superheroes with great eyelashes? Yeah, yeah, I think that could be cool. Um, so shortly. After the formation of X Factor, Hank was captured by Maddox. So this is Maddox a pretty well known bad guy. Um, Sounds like he's, I think he's a, he comes into this sto- is bad X Men. Like he's a ba- X Men uh, baddie, right? Uh, uh, so Hank was captured by Maddox, who sought to experiment on Hank in an attempt to find a cure for his son's own mutancy. However, the serum Hank was given caused him to revert to his original human appearance. Soon after. Hank first met television anchor woman Trish Tilby, who was investigating X Factor. <laughs> it's interesting this stuff that the Marvel this is the official Marvel website's bi- biography. Yeah. They're including some interesting facts. <laughs> is that important, Trish Tilby? Trish Tilby. I don't know. I don't know if um Trish Tilby has a long and rich um character history. Trish after. Tilby um Trish Tilby. Tell, tell us more about Trish Tilby, Evan. Um Trish Tilby. Is, uh, <laughs> so that's um that's a uh, Beast's longtime girlfriend. Oh, okay. Um, so that but, is important. Um, but yeah, but she broke up with him. Oh no! After being accused of bestiality, which is probably oh, oh okay, <laughs> somewhat fair enough. But that was after he he entered his uh, enhanced feline form. Oh, okay. But he's less of a primate then, I guess. Yeah, so we don't not really, really need to talk about that. No. Um, we don't talk about the uh, the feline days. Feline yeah, days. it's weird. He becomes he becomes more. He, he does like a, a secondary mutation and becomes more feline, um, and then then you know and then he's single again, and then he later <laughs> uncovers what seems to be a female mutant with feline features. Um, this raises hopes for him until he discovers it's not a mutant human that looks like a cat, but it's a mutant cat that looks like a human. <laughs> And that's wrong. Bum, bum, bum. Um, anyway. So he's, he's splitting hairs there. Yeah. Anyway, whoever that is dies. Oh, thank God. So <laughs> it's not really an issue that it needs to be dealt with. Uh, during the, <laughs> the Marvel bio goes on to say, during an attack on New York by the Eternal Mutant Apocalypse and mm-hmm. his four horsemen, Hank was stricken with a virus that sapped his intellect and increased his strength every time he exerted himself physically. The more Hank used his strength, the stronger he got, but the less intelligent he became. Uh-oh. Finally, to save his friend Iceman from the deadly kiss of the mutant like named... Val Kilmer. Infectica. <laughs> Infectia. Uh, which, yeah, I think it, if you heard Infectia was in town, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be kissing Infectia. There's something mm. about that name that says, she's got a deadly kiss. <laughs> Hank like, intervened. Yeah. And was himself affected, the result of which returned him to his blue-furred form and restored his intellect. That's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever seems to get just, you know, sick and dies from any of this. They always revert back to a different form or right. grow extra arms or, you know. Th- exciting things happen. 
Um, soon after, Hank and Trish began seeing each other romantically. Evan spoiled this. However, Sorry. her work often intruded on their relationship and the pair ultimately called it off. Evan spoiled this. <laughs> after X Factor disbanded, Hank returned to the ranks of the X-Men and became the team's resident technological and medical genius. So- I love that a team has a, re- a resident medical genius. Yeah. You gotta have one. Pretty much, if you Who's are our a, medical genius, um, hmm. don't look at me. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a, a scientist or even anyone who's remotely smart in the comics, you can do everything. Right. You can be a technologist. You can fix all their super jets. You can also <laughs> be a medical genius. And it's all because you're wearing glasses. <laughs> I so wish like, I was wearing my glasses. Today. Yeah, Matt wears glasses, which makes him the technological genius of yeah. this group. I'm the yep. Donatello of this. <laughs> Pretty much. Mutant crew. Everyone, me and Evan, just dum dums. Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, became the, a medical genius, working on everything from advanced alien technology mm-hmm. to deadly mutant killing legacy virus. Hank also continued his on-off relationship with Trish until she released information on the virus to the public, which caused hysteria that culminated in the beating to death of a young mutant. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, so this is where the, you know, the X-Men starts sort of dealing with social issues and the like. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it always, quite it always serious, has. But doesn't it? Yeah, uh, the X-Men's always been pretty serious, like compared to, say, the Avengers. Right. right? Everyone's always, you know, in love and, and dying and screaming and... Upset. As far as I remember, I don't oh, know. that's X Men. Yeah, that's X Men. A lot of screaming and dying. Yep. And love. <laughs> Sounds like my life. <laughs> uh, okay. During his te- during this tenure with the X Men, Hank was lured into a trap and released in the ranks of the X Men by the Dark Beast, an alternate reality version of himself. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. Sealed behind a brick wall, Hank was nearly about to give up. Oh, geez, that was an awkward pause. <laughs> Hank was nearly about to give up and give. let fate. And Hank was nearly about to give a present. present. <laughs> <laughs> Hank was nearly about to give up and let fate win when his water tube broke and spurted. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Wait, what is that? Sealed behind a brick wall. <laughs> Hank was nearly about to give up and let fate win when his water tube broke and spurted. Does he have a water tube? Is that an inbuilt thing? I mean, maybe. Have he I missed something? through a lot of biological changes. The, the <laughs> water spurt revealed the grooves of a trapdoor in his cell. Jeez, another bit. Great stroke of luck there. Yeah. Energized <laughs> by hope, Hank broke his restraints and escaped with the aid of the new government-sponsored X-Factor team. Mm-hmm. Hank returned and, to the and X-Men. The, and the water tube. And the water tube. <laughs> Jeez, but unfortunately, at first he was like, oh, no, my water tube is broken, spurted. But then he realized, oh, this is this is actually going to save the day. Thank God I had this water tube here. <laughs> uh, so he went back to the X-Men soon after met with Trish to apologize for his previous harsh treatment of her. I mean, she did something that led to a bashing death of a young mutant. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact story of this, but I mean, she's a reporter. She has a duty oh, to report yeah, the truth. Okay. You can't. Perhaps. There's, there's always, just, just there's all a bit, you know? always a bit of Jean Grey in every scenario. Not just black and white. Oh, it's not just no, Jean Black and Jean uh, White. Yeah, yeah. There's also yep. a bit of Jean Grey, who's mm-hmm. a character from the X Men. Yeah, but she wasn't really involved, was she? I uh, think I mentioned her at particular... one point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he teaches at her school. Okay. 
Uh, she forgave him and the pair renewed their relationship. Oh, Jeez, talk nice about on again, off again. <laughs> Hank, we're coming to the end here. Hank eventually took an extended <laughs> leave of absence from the X-Men to work on a cure for the legacy virus, which he ultimately found thanks to his implementing the work of his former colleague, the late Moira McTaggart. Mm. <laughs> Soon after, do you know anything about Moira? Um, I think that she is played by Rose Byrne in the X, the new films. Oh. Uh, maybe. Is and she a mutant? No, she is, um, she's a sort of love interest for, she's an expert. She's also a love interest for, um, Professor X. Oh, Charles right. Xavier. Um, I can't remember anything else about it. She's a, a mutant expert, I think. Um, well, right. she's in the, she's in the right place. More recently known as Moira X. Because right. everything has to be an X. Or is that because she married Xavier X? Oh. <laughs> no, it's uh, Xavier. I don't know how the naming conventions work in this world. Oh, romantically involved with Professor X? Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, that's all, that's all I know about her. I'm sure she does lots of other things. Soon after, Hank joined Storm's team of extreme X-Men oh. in the quest for the diaries of the late mutant seer, Destiny. Almost killed in the team's first battle with the villainous Vargas, Hank's life was saved by his teammate Tessa, who used a heretoforeseen power. Heretoforeseen? Heretofore unseen. Oh. Heretofore unseen power. What a word. To accelerate the beast. What an unnecessary word. Uh, to accelerate the beast mutatant to a new level. Hank returned to uh, Xavier's mansion to recuperate and mutated further, becoming bulkier, heavier, and taking on a more leonine appearance. Oh. Is this his feline face? Yes. Leonine? Leonine. So like a lion, I guess. Oh. But a blue lion. So this is, yeah, not not so much a primate anymore. No. So this is... The man for all seasons. Yeah. Honestly, my interest is fading Uh. at this point. But he's still part human. That's true. The best primate. Forced to relearn fine motor control over his body, Hank once again served as the team's resident genius. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm glad he's, yeah, he's got a corner office and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as an active teacher of dozens of young mutants at the renamed Xavier Institute of Higher Learning. Unable to deal with his latest mutation, Trish called Hank and ended their relationship over the phone. This is as a cat, as he's over alone. Over the phone. Yeah. That's brutal. Soon after, Hank was beaten into a coma by Beak. God. Who's Beak? I'm guessing uh, like a, a... Don't know. Some sort of a big <laughs> big bird? Beak. No, I think that Beak's another... Um, it's another mutant. Everyone's looking up Beak, yeah. um, getting all sorts of strange things on the internet. Beak. It's, oh, uh, it is. It's a man with a, a big beak on his face. <laughs> right. I've all got right. here, um, it's uh, the beak, bill, and or rostrum is an external anatomical structure of birds that is used for eating and preening, <laughs> manipulating right. objects, killing prey, uh, fighting, probing for food, courtship, and feeding young. He's, so that's Beak. That's Beak. Yep. Here's, a, here's an X, X-Men beak holding a baseball bat awkwardly. Mm. That's a superpower. And he beat up, he, he beaked up uh, the beast. Yeah. Too well, many beats in, uh, bees in this. Beaked up. He beats up and he beaks up. Beak, uh, beat, beast. Beak, beat, beast. <laughs> but that, yeah, so um, that is a little surprising to me. Actually, that that little beak guy could beat up beasts. 
Yeah. Well, I guess because he's no longer, a, a, he's less simian, uh, less good. Right. No, that's true. Mm. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, so Beak he... was possessed by Professor Xavier's malevolent twin, Cassandra Nova, who herself had possessed <laughs> Xavier's body. Hank recovered. Wait, wait. So who had possess- was possessed by Xavier? No, wait. So <laughs> Professor Cassandra? So Beak was possessed by Professor Xavier's or Xavier's malevolent twin, Cassandra Nova, who herself had possessed Xavier's body. Right. So this is a nested Russian doll kind of thing, (laughs) of possession. Hank recovered in time to expose her plans, and Cassandra was ultimately defeated, but not before she had exposed her brother Charles to the world as a mutant, forever changing life at the Xavier Mansion for the X-Men. That's how it ends, and it gives him... Um, ratings for durability. He gets mm-hmm. four. Four. A- energy. Yeah. I'm guessing it's, it looks like it's out of seven. Right. Uh, one out <laughs> of seven for energy. <laughs> one out of seven for energy. Four out of seven for fighting skills. Six out of seven for intelligence. Three for speed and four for strength. Right. Energy must be like if you shoot thunderbolts out. Oh, uh, right. Something. Not just yeah. if he's got moxie. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a bit of get up and go. Stamina. More, more, more power. <laughs> I found on Cinema Blend, uh, there's an article, a short article um, titled why, is, why Beast is Blue. Do you want to know about that? Yeah. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Beast, wasn't always blue and furry. Originally in the comics, he looked like a human with oversized hands and feet, which granted him incredible strength and agility. However, after he injected himself with a formula to increase his power, he sprouted grey fur and morphed to look animalistic. And we have gone over this then. Then, because he kept this extract in the system for too long, the change ended up being permanent. Eventually, Hank's fur was changed to blue. In real life, life, the intent was to make Beast's fur look black. But because the ink looked more blue, eventually the folks at Marvel decided to stick with the azure shading. Right. So he was meant to be a black beast. But um, hmm. that costs too much to use that much ink. Yeah, I think, I think that's why there's a lot of blue characters. Maybe you know, you got Mystique is blue, yeah. uh, Beast is blue, Captain Nightcrawler is, is blue, blue. Apocalypse. Cap- is that what could that be? Why Pete is blue just a cheaper color ink? Well, you use less ink because it's um, if it's black, it has to all you can use the dots. Right. If it's blue. Uh. Um. But, but black uh, has to be solid. Yeah, black's usually solid, unless it's dots and then it becomes grey. Gene grey. Gene grey, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. What do you think of Beast as a character, Pete? You know, I, as a long-term comic book guy. I think he's really fun. I, mean, I didn't read... I haven't read a lot of X-Men comics, but I used to read The Avengers, and Beast was always like a fun uh, sort of comic relief, happy-go-lucky kind of, kind of guy. He's got a catchphrase and jumps around. Is it a catchphrase? Yeah. What's What's his catchphrase? catchphrase? Uh, Oh, my stars and garters. (laughs) (laughs) That's Garters? Yeah. Oh, my stars and garters. I don't know what it means. Garters aren't garters. They're garters, things. Things that you keep your socks up, aren't they? Yeah. And stars. um, Ah. Is that like the wedding thing? Yeah, I think so. You were at a wedding yesterday. Did they throw a garter? They didn't. Is the garter the thing you throw? No, oh, that's a bouquet. No, it's a bouquet. A garter, the the I think the the groom used to take it off with his teeth or something. Yeah, yeah. Off that the, one off the thigh. It's it died was... out a little bit. 
Yeah, I've been to a couple of weddings with that. This the the wedding I was at yesterday was a, a same sex wedding. Um, Any so, garters involved? No, no garters involved. But yeah. but lots of stars. Um, you don't no. see garters much anymore. I don't know if you would have seen them much. I reckon, anyway, there so, are under the pants. Yeah, so obviously, I, if uh, Kelsey well, yeah. Grammer, was, <laughs> but uh, I mean the garters. People don't wear garters. Yeah, they're, no, they're never mean. visible. Yeah. Yeah. It's because of um, advances in elastic technology, right? Uh, that we now are able to keep up our socks, um, <laughs> our um, undergarments, without uh, needing to resort to uh, yeah garters. Garters. That's a, a that's a wild time where they thought gar- garters. They someone invented garters before mm-hmm. inventing socks that just stay up themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know what uh, the beast is talking about when, um, but uh, I'm pretty it's, sure that's the catch. It's just a general exclamation. But it's just always witty, and um, you know, you know that he's really smart because he's wearing glasses. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's so clear. Mm. He's he's like got um, uh, a lot of glasses on. I found another article. Do you want to hear some um, other quick facts? Sure. No pressure. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> Why not? The first. Seven had been, we've already talked about, they'd already been covered. So there's 20. This is a Screen Rants uh, article called 20 Strange Things About Beast's Anatomy. And they go through <laughs> things like he's been a mutant since birth. Yeah. Uh, they created a serum. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. Known all these. Got it. 14, he can run with his hands and feet. Maybe we didn't say that, but, you know, I think we all knew that somewhere deep down. Like a, like a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Thirteen, though, I don't know if we knew this. He's resilient to cold temperatures and harmful foreign substances. Right? Did you know that? Harmful foreign substances. He's resilient to. Yeah, there like are some superheroes like Ice Man like who are able to crap. freeze their opponents. <laughs> However, thankfully for Beast, this would never be something that he would have to worry about, as he is able to extreme uh, survive extremely cold temperatures. One of the reasons why he's able to survive in cold temperatures is because of his fur. Mm. This means that, at least in his human form, he might want to avoid the cold and stay in warm temperatures. Thank well, you. That's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not. It's no wonder he wanders around just in his underpants. Yes. Most of the time, so he, he can't be that. You know, he needs to be pretty comfortable at any temperature. Although when uh, Kelsey Grammer played him, he was often suited up in yeah. like a, <laughs> a business suit. Here's another one that we haven't gone through. Number 12, he can send out pheromones to, to attract others. Ooh. Beast has countless unique powers. One of his abilities allows him to manipulate his own pheromones. This allows him to attract others, which can help him uh, find suitable mates. Jeez, it didn't sound like it did a lot of work with Trish, though, did it? <laughs> this allows him... Uh, Beast has had several romantic interests, including Jean Grey in X-Men Forever, Storm in the Ultimate Marvel Universe, and Abigail Brand who said that she wanted to start a family with Beast in Avengers vs. X-Men. In X-Men The End, Beast married uh, Cecilia Reyes, and they had three children. Mm. Ah. And this is all because he manipulated them with his pheromones. <laughs> yeah, this feels like real, that's just me too mm. ready to go, yeah. isn't it? You're going to get cancelled, Beast. No, he's just a ladies' man. No, okay. I, like Fraser Crane. Yeah. He, who, ladies can't Dr. Fraser Crane on Fraser. Yeah. His show. Jeez, he had a new date every week. That's, yeah. That's because he's, his body was able to secrete pheromones. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which he used to attract suitable mates. Not but, every week. He went through dry spells. 
We'll yeah. talk. We'll talk about Frasier when we do the episode. We're going to do the... an episode about Frasier eventually because there there are chimps on that. There's a, he did. He does a at cooking segment once. with chimps or a chimp at one point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just going through. He's over 400 pounds. Well, according to my 1986 uh, book, he weighs 350. So, you it, know. It varies a bit. Yeah. Here it says, in X-Men, the X-Men universe, one of the largest characters is Blob, who at one point weighed over 500 pounds. <laughs> that's just, you're squeezing in a fact there, aren't you? It's not, yeah. That's not a, uh, that's not a beast fact. While Beast may not be quite as heavy as Blob. What? That's not a fact. He does weigh 402 pounds. However, it is interesting to note the beast has never been slowed by his weight. Instead, it makes him even more powerful mm. as he can lunge at enemies who it's wish all to muscle. take him on. Yeah, he's one right? big ball of muscle. Interesting. Yeah. But he's only five foot eleven. Yeah. I'm I, taller I'm than beast. He, yeah, I'm surprised he's not taller. Yeah, but I'm he, he lighter hunches. than beast. You know what? He does hunch a little because he's got long arms. Because he's, he's. Does he like run on eight. all fours? Yeah, I, I think like that he does. Like a gorilla. Yeah. Someone mentioned that earlier. Did did you know anything about Dark Beast? Um, Dark Beast is from an alternate timeline where I think Apocalypse had taken over the world, um, and yeah, he was he was an evil um, uh, he he had it was an evil scientist right. experimented on people with unethical experiments or something like that, and then he escaped into the main Marvel. Um, universe and it's just running around and um, stinking it up. Oh, you're st- stinking with the pheromones. Yeah, that's right, with the pheromones. Dark pheromones. Yep, <laughs> yep. Attracting He's... dark love interests. Yep, that are really not good for him. Oh no. And it, yeah, it, the bad relationships all around. The Avengers number one hundred sixty four was the first to depict Beast as a sex symbol. <laughs> um, that was when they started thinking if, if this ever makes a big screen let's get Dr. Yeah. Fraser Crane <laughs> yeah. resulted in very positive uh, mail from female readers in particular I bet um, and was this a, this was a centipede or what was this <laughs> could have been um, also well he's always wandering around without any clothes like just wearing underpants it's no wonder that right. well, people like, thought that the beast was you know those classic American white yeah, Wife that's why right. fronts. Yeah. <laughs> why? I feel like it's. I feel like in the comics he should wear more clothes. But he's already covered in fur. Like he's very. Why do you wear clothes, Evan? Because I'm not covered in fur, I suppose. Yeah. Well, well you've keep... answered your own question, Evan. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, in the films he's wearing suits, and I think that's a good look. I think and... because in the films he is a uh, government representative. He's the secretary for mutant affairs. Right, okay. Um, so Suit and tie. None of the other um, uh, American, uh, what do they call them in, um, not ministries. Uh, departments. Departments, or... yeah, have, uh, don't wear any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so it this... would feel a little inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. All right, base, especially with all those pheromones, you know. <laughs> secretary for agriculture wearing clothes, you know. Um Sort of Secretary of Foreign Affairs wearing clothes. Just yep. he's just trying to fit in, you know. I don't know why they're doing this like a countdown on screen rant because there's there's, <laughs> there's there's no correlation of these getting more interesting or anything. But number four says his agility and acrobatic abilities are comparable to Olympic athletes. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh, like a a mutant superhero. He's so ag- agile you could compare him to like an Olympic athlete. Yeah. Whoa, 
now I'm interested. <laughs> I think and all the Olympic athletes at once, though. Yeah. 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 It's not that the beast is good at pole vault uh, <laughs> per se, but good at hurdles as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's, um, it says, uh, it is easy to compare beasts to an Olympic gymnast. Beast's superhuman abilities also include an enhanced level of stamina, uh, which allows him to engage in high levels of physical activities, <laughs> wink, wink, for hours before he starts to feel like he might need to slow Jeez. down and take a break. Jeez, they wow. are. <laughs> really trying to portray Beast as a sex symbol. Just laying yeah. it on thick. Yeah. Uh, wow, number three, his reflect reflexes allow him to dodge gunfire. That's. Wow. Not like an Olympic level athlete. No, I'm pretty no, sure. That's... No, you shouldn't be able to do that. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, two, there's a version of him with a tail. Right, I didn't know that. Version of Beast joins the Exiles in Exiles, <laughs> which was released in 2009. In this world, Beast's intelligence was reduced as a result of his mutation. However, to make Doesn't up for Doesn't wear glasses. Uh, no, he's not wearing glasses in the picture there. Yeah, so not smart. Yeah, sight was better. He's more physically imposing, <laughs> though. Uh, in order to help emphasize that uh, that this was in an alternative version of Beast, <laughs> in order to help emphasize that this was an, an <laughs> this was an alternative version of Beast, artist Salvador Espin and the writer Jeff Parker decided to give this version of McCoy a tail. This series also no featured different variations of other popular char- characters, such as Black Panther and Scarlet Witch, who also... Had tails. <laughs> who also appears slightly different. Right. Oh, yeah. wow. Thank you for squeezing that interesting fact. Slightly different. And finally, the number one. Oh, number one. <laughs> number one. Right. Evan, do you want to guess what the number one beast fact is? Uh, I'm going to guess uh, he's blue. Oh, mm, that that's, is, that's pretty high up. That there. is, <laughs> that feels like that would make more sense. But number oh, one okay. is there is a zombie version of him. Oh, oh. wow. That's actually, that's interesting. Zombies he, have appeared. He died and was reanimated? Yeah, I think the Marvel Zombies has been like a quite a successful series, I believe. Yeah, a couple of years ago, there was a ah. sort of plot line about um, a zombie virus infecting superheroes. And then that meaning that there were super zombies and. Wow. They ran around and um, ate You people. don't want that. No, no, no. It seemed pretty bad for everyone concerned. Uh, yeah, so he was he was a, a part of that, which is cool. Yep. And that is the number one fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but did that zombie beast wear glasses? Uh, uh, He's got superhuman everything else, but is yeah, he's uh, long-sighted. Like, what well, do you think? Maybe it's just clear glass. <laughs> <laughs> just doing it for the... Just a bit vain, wants to look more... I mean, he's the team's resident genius. I don't know <laughs> um, whether or not it, if there is anything he needs to prove. Well, it feels like he, he thought that maybe there was. Um, so, yeah, I guess that, that sort of brings us... To, is there anything else you want to talk about, Pete, in terms of the, the Beast? Apparently, it initially was called The Beast, oh, and the then they beast. dropped the The yeah. and became Beast. I guess in like a Facebook. Yeah, I'm guessing like uh, yeah, Justin Timberlake yeah. <laughs> scene in the Social Network. Let's drop the the. Mm. Yeah, I it just he's a fun character and like a lot of comic book characters who've been appearing in various forms over like sixty years. He changes a lot, which is really fun. I think that's one of the fun 
parts about comic books is you can just sort of, oh, now he's a cat. Yeah. And now he's in another alternate dimension, which is something that you can't really do in the films quite so much because you don't have as much time. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's a fun, he's a fun guy. I think he, I didn't know anything about him really. Apart, Fraser Crane was all I really knew about him. Yeah. And then the guy from, um, what was it? Is Bad Boy Slash? What was that British show he was in? That other Skins. T- skins, yeah. yeah. No one from Skins. Oh, you're talking about Nicholas Holt? Maybe. We are talking about Nicholas Holt. Oh, because he right. plays him. He's sort of in the in the flashback ones. What do you call it? the origin things of the more recent X Men? Yeah, the prequel. Films. Right, right, prequel, right, right. prequel, uh, soft reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. apparently the timeline in the X Men universe is pretty messed up. Uh, so yeah. that's something they can fix in the now that they've been brought into the phage regime or the phage regime, uh, as uh, someone probably calls it. Brendan, Fa- what's the phage? What's this? Is the the head of Marvel Studios? Yeah, Brendan Fraser is that Brendan Fraser? Yeah, got it. Uh, he's yeah. He apparently he's like a, he's he's got like beast level intellect. This wow. phage guy, yeah. he can really bring it all together. The Kevin Fage. Kevin Fage, the resident super genius. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do well. What kind of? We normally give it a rating, a mm. banana score. I guess we're just talking about a character. What? What? Ever maybe you want to kick it off just to show Pete how this bloody. I system give him works. Uh, one out of seven for energy. <laughs> uh, six out of seven for intellect. These are bananas. <laughs> These are bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your? Could you just just for time? What's your overall <laughs> okay. banana score? I give him a. Uh, six out of seven. Jeez, that's a that's a high score. He's, yeah. a pretty, he's a pretty good, you know, he's a, a good mutant. Yeah, good character in the lineup. And how how ripe are your bananas? Uh, they're ripe. Yeah, yeah, they're of a good ripeness. Yeah, I reckon. And Pete, how about you? Uh, out of seven. Well, how like, how big your bunch is? Oh, um. It's probably yeah no it'd be about five because that's wow. just, that's five bananas for the week. Yep. And have one. Banana You're a weekday. Yeah, one banana every day. I don't banana on weekends. No, no, I don't. It's weird. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So five out of five. Five out of five. Yeah, Perfect great. banana score. Perfect banana wow. score. Perfect ripeness. Um. Just well, you have to buy them at the start of the week. Right. And so they're a little bit green. So that by the time you get to the end of the week, so Monday still eat them. Monday's banana is crispy. Yep. But Friday's is a, a little. It's probably a little bit. Over. But Wednesday, just right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some people call Wednesday Hump Day. I call it Perfect Banana Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I give it. I just because I find it a, a little difficult because I don't know the vast majority of the characters in the comic book universe so comparing but comparing to what i know he's mm. i reckon he's now one of my favorites and he already kind of was because he was dr fraser crane mm. only fairy i'm like how yeah. good's this but <laughs> now that i know even more about him i'm i'm gonna give him my bunch is normally about seven i think because i i eat on the weekends oh, okay. <laughs> i indulge and uh banana pancakes Something like that. Ooh. Sunday banana pancakes for sure. Pun, 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 pancakes. Sorry. Oh. Pancakes. <laughs> Don't know why I said it weird. Pancakes. Pancakes. Uh, it's Sunday. I let I relax. I have fun. a bit of fun. Sunday yeah. fun day. Yeah. Fun cakes. <laughs> fun cakes. So I'm, I'm going to give him six out of seven delicious bananas that are ripe to perfection. Well, mm. well done, just, beast. Just lost the last bit of green. I like them just yellow. 
And do you do you see it? What we normally talk about how um, Andy Matthews is some sort of scientist. We normally talk episode. about Andy Matthews, yes. Yeah, and he um, he was the best man at your wedding, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. So you and he's a primate. And he's a primate. And he's, and he's a, a scientist who wears glasses. And he has the same name as Andy from Toy Story. Wow, he's the best of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but he also said on the first episode that chimps and humans share about ninety eight percent DNA. So we normally talk about how much of ourselves we see in the in the main mm. primate characters. Is, are there any qualities of yourself you see in Hank McCoy? Well, I don't wear glasses, okay. so that's a little <laughs> bit hard. Yeah. Um, and I only and you need him, so you can't see anything in him. Uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I really I. Something that we didn't talk about was his hair, which is pretty cool. Great hair. Yeah, he's got really cool hair. It's sort of, it's a bit Wolverine-ish. It sort of points up at the ends. Yeah, it is so Wolverine, it kinda, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I also saw a picture of him depicted as a bald man. Yeah, I think, well, you With know. buck teeth. Right. <laughs> um, this might be one of the many transformations right. of, of Hank McCoy. Yeah. Um, but I've always thought that his hair was very cool. And, yeah, and, sick uh, hair. And your hair's pretty cool. Yeah, and too. my hair's pretty cool too. So I'm gonna say that I see. Um, uh, it's important. It is important 80, to get this right. Eighty-two percent. Eighty-two percent. A yeah. good. That's a good yeah. percentage. Jeez, I didn't even think of the hair. The hair's great. Yeah. I'm, I see him more as aspirational. Mm, uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, mm. I don't feel quite as arrogant as you yeah. <laughs> to see myself in Hank McCoy. Eighty-two percent. Yeah, it basically means you're a perfect human. Yeah, well, I'd be much lower than that. He is a perfect. He's a part of the Homo Superior um, mutant race. Oh, okay, of course. The next step of human evolution. I'm. I'm going to say I'm. I'm maybe fifteen percent, and and that is all. Just that's just because I really want to be like him, <laughs> and I'm going to strive to be. Okay. Yeah. Aspirational. I'm goals. one out of seven energy. <laughs> that's. I think that's what I mainly see of myself in him. Right. And, and now, Evan, it's down to you. I'd be You've about got the, the deciding same. vote. I'm about the same. I don't have the genius level intellect or his animal-like physiology or his blue tint. You are bulky, though. You're a unit. Mm. Uh, I feel like you could bench press a ton how in much? perfect I don't think... conditions. <laughs> All right, well, maybe in perfect <laughs> conditions. Um, maybe I could. On the moon. On the moon, mm. yeah. Does that count as... Would you say conditions. that you feel more in common with uh, Fraser Crane? Yeah, yeah. Fra- Frazier? Frazier? Frazier Crane. Oh, baby, I, I think I have more in common with Fraser <gasps> Wait, Crane. The lyrics are, oh, baby, I hear the blues are coming. That's what he says when he's morphing into the blue. The blues fur. are calling. Yeah, oh. the blues, was it was literal. He wasn't talking yes. about sadness. Oh, baby, I hear right. the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Which is what he was eating when he was <laughs> nude in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he was wearing a garter. Oh. We couldn't see his legs. I no. reckon Fraser Crane would definitely be a garter man. Yeah. I feel like that. I reckon I can picture him in garters. This at some feels point. like a luxury item now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very sartorial. Like, he's always very well yeah. dressed. Oh, yeah. I bet he was wearing leather garters, if that's oh. a thing. Oh, that sounds uncomfortable. It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you give us a number, Evan? It really doesn't matter. I matched your 15. <laughs> Great. Perfect. <And> raised you two. <laughs> 17%. Uh, well, that. <laughs> That brings us to the Patreon shout-out segment of the show. So if, if you uh, support this show and the broader Do Go On uh, podcast network... And who doesn't? At Yeah, you do, don't you? Via I ga- do, actually. Gam and Gam yeah. and Gam. 
Uh, well, presumably some people, otherwise you wouldn't making the call out. But, you know, sorry, please continue. <laughs> so you can go to patreon.com slash pod. And uh, you get a lot of different rewards. One of them is uh, we give you a shout out and uh, let everyone know your favorite primate. Um, you also get bonus episodes. You get into our uh, Facebook group, which is Patreons only Ooh. after dark. Um, but yeah, here are <laughs> some wow, wow, wow. of the Patreons and their favorite primates. Amy Lawton. And we, we normally say if you, if you can convince Evan that uh, you're, you've got a primate that's better than humans. Amy Lawton writes... I'm wholeheartedly supporting Andy from Toy Story. Thank you. Wow. And then she did three primo uh, emojis. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Amy. Your support, Amy. Um, you're wrong, but I appreciate that very <laughs> much. Janine Stephen writes, I haven't had one. <laughs> Favorite primate, that is. Oh. Um, so I searched patterned, primate, pr- patterned primates which really confused Google because she spelled it like this. She misspelled it like we misspelled the title of the show, Primates. Oh. I've heard a few people say that they, they misspell Primates now because <laughs> of the... There's an extra E? Is that an yeah, we, we've split into two words. Oh, it's Prime definitely only one word. Mates. Uh, I eventually came across the Gunon monkey. Sorry, I have no, no, no idea how to pronounce it either. Thank you. It's a really diverse monkey species with patterns and colored faces. Britannica described them as slim and graceful. I think they're pretty cool. Slim and graceful. How's it spelled? Sounds like me. Goo. G-U-E-N-O-N. For those playing along at home and Evan. <laughs> playing along in the studio? Uh, oh, wow. Holy shit. That's some cool looking primate. Whoa. I can't believe how I'm still surprised by primates every week. Look at their colouring, the yellow sort of legs. Yeah. And then the blue face and that mohawk. The wolf's mona one looks pretty cool. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's actually, that's very beastish. Yeah. Yeah. Same colour. Yeah, the blue hue. In that photo. Oh, because there's a lot of different ones. There's these ones with the, the mohawks. There's a bunch of different goons. Yeah, some monkeys. of them look more boring than others, but some of them look really impressive. Yeah, they've got uh, some of this one's and got. You know who you are, Goon on Monkey. <laughs> definitely got the the Wolverine slash Beast hair. Yeah, there's spikes. just little, two little pointy bits. Yeah. on the sides. So sick. Oh, that's great. What a fantastic suggestion. Thank you so much, Janine. Slim and graceful. Jeez, <laughs> that's an understatement. They do so much more. <laughs> uh, Kayla M H writes. Uh, Another gorilla, Coco, was one of the first to learn sign language. Being somewhat famous, she met celebrities, including Robin Williams. When they met, she especially loved his hairy arms. Years later, when he died, her handlers told her, and she not only remembered him, but was able to articulate sadness. Anyone who is friends with Robin Williams is cooler than us, and that includes non-human primates and cartoon humans. Oh, it sounds oh. like that's a pointed. That um, does feel pointed. Barb somewhere. directed at someone oh. in this room. Someone in this room, not me. Coco is a wonderful primate. Yeah, it's so kind and possesses all sorts of um, characteristics that you would normally associate with um, cartoon-based children. Um, and I think <laughs> right, like so she'll just... walk across screen and you'll only see her legs sometimes. That's right. No, she just she's a, a, a lovely individual. Yeah, um, she like was. Robin Williams. Yep, she like Robin Williams. Um, she took care of um, kittens. Um, she's yeah, very intelligent. Learned sign language. 
if people are interested, we did an episode, a full episode on Coco a few months back with uh, Angus Gordon and Andy Matthews, who's some sort of scientist. Mm. As we we did it in, it was our first and only car-based episode where we recorded as I drove Andy oh, yeah. home to his country house. <laughs> um, On the road. But that's a great suggestion, Kayla. Yeah, he lives in a beautiful part of country Victoria. Um, if you want to know where it is, uh, let me let me know and I'll give you the address so you can do the celebrity drive-through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Buses stop there most days, <laughs> the I think. Star, celebrity star map of regional Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can reenact that episode of um, Primates. Oh, great. Yeah. All yeah. you need is one, Angus Gordon. And just play the episode <laughs> and you just have to drive like drive me. Yeah. yeah. At a perfectly legal speed. Okay. <laughs> it was a bit defensive, wasn't it? <laughs> Matt Stewart, perfectly legal. <laughs> Yeah, And finally, Zeke writes, I just don't get why people aren't loving Galadas. Here's another cool fact about Galadas. How does that, how's that spell? G-E-L-A-D-A-S. I'm I, obviously oops. probably saying it wrong, but they are, I, I don't remember not loving Galadas. Yeah, have you Good been, God. Have you been saying uh, bad things? They're the ones that they are scary with their fangs. Yeah, oh, they, my Lord. There, there is that weird thing when they open. They look cool until they open their mouth. Oh, wow. Their top lip curls right back. Good God, that's scary. It's like, oh my God, it's like something from a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> but they look real cool when when they don't do that. Right. Okay. Galadas. Whoa. Fascinating looking. Do you want to hear Zeke's uh, fun fact? Yes. All right. Factor. Uh, he says, so their diets are mostly 90% grass Humans. and seeds. Oh. Okay. With a few bugs in there for good measure. But they possess these huge front canine teeth purely for fighting and establishing dominance. Plus that mane. It's an amazing mane. Oh. And there's that also that weird red. Just looking at that photo you had up there. That red thing on their chest. What's yeah. That? that looks like the inside coming Yeah, it out. almost looks like bare muscle or something. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing looking. So they're definitely worth, uh, for listeners, definitely worth looking Whoa. up them if you haven't seen them, Galadas. And mm. also definitely look up the Goinan monkey. Mm. Two. All good. Equally oh. fan- fascinating looking, but very different. That, that's different not a ways. monkey, Evan. No, but this looks like a, um, looks oh. like it's been attacked by a Galada, maybe? Oh, they, um, uh, no, I think that's a, that's a mutant rapid. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's got teeth growing out of its face. Um, <laughs> I hate the internet. Um, yeah. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Actually, one last thing I should do is um, I do encourage people to give us a five-star review, Pete. Hmm. And I say, and I'll try and read as many of the five-star reviews out, uh, no matter what they say. So I'll read a few out now because we didn't do it last week. Uh, this one comes from something that is in the name. Uh and they write... Hi, there's something that's in the name. They wrote, pre-9-11 humour in a post-9-11 world. Five stars. I'm from Guyana, and I love it when you say Guyana. Now say it four times fast. Guyana, 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 Guyana. Where's Guyana? Where isn't Guyana? Um, <laughs> Sounds like you don't know where it is. Wait, Evan, <laughs> I'm offended <laughs> by Africa? the what you're saying there. You're saying that I don't know where Guyana... That was my suggestion, yes. yes. That's ridiculous. It's a country in South America. Right, okay. Uh, Everyone knows that. Somewhere I bit... don't I didn't know where it was. Uh to the east, southeast of Venezuela. Ah. 
And everyone knows that. Well, hello there to everyone listening in Venezuela. It's basically no, Guyana. Well, Guyana. And, and, well, you know. And Venezuela, the, the, sure. The broader, you know, the greater Venezuela everyone region. In, yes, everyone in South America. Thank you very much for that to that person. I, I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't bother reading out the names because they're always weird. Uh, this person writes, five stars, an insult to monkey men of the world. The host... I don't care to learn his name, refers to himself as an amateur primatologist. Despite knowing little to nothing about primates, but constantly corrects his guests when they mistakenly refer to apes as monkeys. I have no regrets about that. (laughs) The concept of this show should have died a merciful death after two to three episodes, but it has been flogged like the proverbial, proverbial dead horse. I tried to get my family interested. Even my mama said it was rubbish. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Wow. It's taking a turn. Ooh. So really, the entire concept of this podcast is a step too far. <laughs> the staff oh. should all be gibbing the sack. Mm-hmm. No one knows what's going on. Oh, that's that kind. <laughs> yeah. Just grivet arrest. One mm-hmm. star. Grivet. Five stars. Grivet. Yeah. What's a grivet? Hopefully it's primate related. It better be, otherwise... Could just be a typo. <laughs> oh, no, they're, yeah, they're a cool-looking old man primate. <laughs> so many primates that just look like old men. It's an African green monkey and savannah monkey. Oh, that's cool. Well, thank you for that yeah. brutal five-star review. Um, <laughs> this one maybe is more positive. I don't read them before I read them. No, pizza. it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> <laughs> this one's five-star, says, Chimply the best. <laughs> God. Whoa! We didn't. We weren't puns. asking for puns. I said, I said, feel free to not be all positive. Just give us five stars and don't make it. I said, don't make it too sickly sweet because it's awkward for me to well, read. The out. last um, person with a five star review certainly <laughs> did that. <laughs> anyway, chimply the best. It's a hot start. Five stars. Primates. Matt and Evan host the most appealing primatological podcast out there. If you're thinking of diving into a fun podcast about primates and popular culture, just don't monkey see it. Monkey do it. That's... Oh, oh Evan, that's good stuff. Okay. Don't just monkey see it. Monkey do it. I'm into that. Yeah. Ch- simply right. the best. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, this show yeah. might have a new tagline. Simply <laughs> the best. Uh... <laughs> All right, there's two more here, and then I'm up to date, I think. with the up- Number two. <laughs> with the <laughs> utmost honesty. There's not even a pun in that, is there? The utmost. Yeah, that's just words. With the ape they've most. Ma- they've made me <laughs> paranoid. <laughs> I'm looking for puns where there are none. Do they mean utmost? I guess so, but like, we're not here to cast Look, aspersions. They're, they're writing in to, to, to say what they want. We, you asked them for I said they can feedback. say whatever they want. This is their feedback. All right, that's fine. You want it to be utmost. I mean, I'm with them. Utmost makes more sense. I mean, it's not like people are attacking you and criticizing your every word. So, you know. (laughs) This is a pod for those in need of something to look forward to. My bowler hat goes off to the host and always wonderful guests. Nothing but thanks for the great laughs while I go about my days. I'll I'll wrap this review up with this notion. Stop, take a listen to this room full of the best primates and enjoy what might be the best spin-off of the century. Woo-hoo, go Saints. Oh, I love that. Oh. That what a, that came from so strong, and it was already doing well. 
Thank you so much. Uh, Spider-Man, I think mm. you call yourself. And then finally, you, number one. The number one uh, says, makes you go bananas is what it's titled. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Mm-hmm. Love the podcasts! Exclamation mark. The guests are awesome and Evan is amazing. Full stop. No exclamation oh, mark that's there. Nice. I was going to compliment Matt until I found out that he doesn't have red hair anymore. <laughs> oh, it's a shame yeah. too because it would have been a great compliment. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's Barry from the United States of America. It's um, strawberry bl- brunette, I would say. Yeah, it's sort of mousy, yeah, mousy brown. Well, in the it's, it's in the reddish. sun, in the sun, there's red flicks. And my beard is is nothing but red. As you get older, the great colours in your hair fades. Most people end up with dull brown hair. That, don't blame me. If you see an old person <laughs> of my age or older with fantastic red hair, I'm sorry to blow it, but they're dying it. It's just not possible to keep a natural red flock. Shock. Right. Well, you heard it here first. Shock of flock of hair. <laughs> shock of a, hair. A shocking flock of hair. Shocking flock. You shock the flock up. <laughs> I give you the utmost. Anyway. Flock shockers. Flock shockers. Um, everyone should know that, uh, that we've, we've lost an hour of sleep last night. Daylight savings began today. Oh, is that why I'm so tired? Yeah. I didn't realize oh, until I man. was uh, leaving to come here and, and I'm like, oh, right. And I was up I till like so 1.30. Tired. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it is. We lost an hour. Oh, Evan, Evan had already given away most of the hours in the day, <laughs> and then he loses one. Also, Evan last night won Best Director at the Antenna Awards. Hey. Uh, Thank you. But you guys also, you know, shared in the winnings of uh, the, this, the Best Comedy Program Award. Yeah, we won well, the Best Comedy, which is cool. Yeah, yeah which... for this show we made, Australia Get It Up Here, a sketch show we made in 2015. <laughs> yes, and there... This this award ceremony was for shows made in the last five years. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, and Peter did all the animations for it, which was amazing. Yeah, did some graphics. Yeah, graphic illustration stuff, really, really good stuff. And I I never mentioned this, but Evan uh, wrote, composed, and made the theme song for this show, the Primus yes. theme. Yeah, well, people compliment it all the time, but I don't think it, they know that the second banana actually made it. Yeah, and they don't know that it has lyrics. Really? What are the lyrics? It's uh, primates with Matt and various guests. Wow. Yeah. Do you have that, that version out there? Somewhere? No, it's never been. No. <laughs> you say people don't know it has lyrics. I didn't know it had lyrics. <laughs> well, it doesn't have I mean, It's never, never been recorded. Primates with Matt and various guests. That's so, how yeah, it yeah. finishes. Yeah. Would, you, would we see it in the B-side of the single version of uh, the primates theme song? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. That and the extended dance mix. <laughs> we'll have to do one. You did do a dance mix of the Do Go On theme. I did, yeah. yeah which I've played at a few of the live shows. Good fun. <laughs> uh, anyway, that, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Pete and Evan. Where can Thank people you find having... you both if uh, they wanted to? Um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Peter Thomas, P-E-A-D-E-R-T-H-O-M-A-S. You can check um, out all the... All the fun work you do. You do all of my comedy posters. A lot of the people yep. around here you do their comedy posters for. Uh, yeah. Andy and, and Al from Two in the Think Tank. Um, I'm also working on some stuff right now for your other podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've done our, do our current Globe t-shirt design mm-hmm. on Do Go On was yours. Yep. And there are some other ones coming 
Oh, I'm excited. And I yeah. want to talk to you about a, my first Primates t-shirt design, <gasps> wow. if you're up for it. No yeah. pressure um, on air. I'm great. <laughs> I need you you're to say yes now. now. I'd love to, man. <laughs> um, so I'll put a link to that yep. uh, and as, as well as your website for people to check that out. And Evan, Gaming, Gaming, Game, this week we talk about What the Golf? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Matt, Matt, Matt's on the show this week. And um, what else do we talk about? We the talk Surge about, 2. Yeah. It's a, a fun game. Research 2? The Surge. Oh, The, the Surge 2. And we talk a lot about how a McDonald's computer is used for Doom. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we talked about it for 20 minutes, but we did. Uh, I'll be editing that down. <laughs> <laughs> you said that the... The raw footage goes for an hour and 45. Yeah. You're going to cut it in we, half? But that's because we stopped to eat for like 15, 20 and minutes. Cameras and the cameras were rolling. Are still rolling and there's just us eating burritos <laughs> at the desk on camera. I'll wow. be editing that out. You'll never know that it happened. Well, uh, yeah. This is why you listen to Basic Primates is sort of the gaming, gaming, game after hours. Yeah. It's talking gaming game. But if you, you uh, look, if you want to see stuff. us immediately before and after eating burritos, uh, go to our YouTube channel. There won't be any sort of burritos left on the desk somewhere, like a Game of Thrones. I think there might be like a editing mishap. <laughs> there might be like a napkin left on the Ooh. desk. Uh, so look out for that one. Thanks. Look out! You can just spot the edit. Um. <laughs> and yeah, I'll have links to links to gaming game, Pete's website, and all the primates links will be in the description as well as well as the Patreon link, patreon.com slash pod, and also my social medias as well. Now, Pete, we always finish with a classic uh, primate-related sign-off. We say the same one every week. Yeah. Uh, but I will say thank you so much for joining us, Evan. Thank you so much for joining us, Peter. And as we thank always you. say here on Primates Podcast... Oh, my stars and garters. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.